Let's talk power rankings. Let's talk shocking top 10 fantasy football wide receivers. And could this be the week that JD wins a game? On episode 5 of the MWO Fantasy Football Podcast. Tim's trying to get Melvin Gordon right now, 100%. He's trying to He's bang trying to, yeah, he is, right? He is trying to dangle that, Tommy. <laughs> He's trying to suck his cousin in right True. now. True. Love sucking his cousin in right now. Fuck off, Tim. Die, you fucking die. Better get fucked. <laughs> oh, that's getting recorded, too. <laughs> That'll be in the opener. Trade the picture. TC. Hey. What? Don't be an asshole. I won't, but that was amazing that I just found that. (laughs) Was that bitch tight handicapped again? What's his name? Ladies and gentlemen, George Kittle. I feel like the Land Sharks are going to be a really scrappy team. Yeah, like win three games. (laughs) How awful is that division, though? Alex has a shit team. I should have just gave the clothes back to Alex. He's probably JD's assistant. Matt Ryan. Calvin Ridley. <sighs> Matt Ryan. Push. Push! You can't push your way out of the game! <laughs> push! Alex has a shit team. Alright guys, let me get this out of the way right off the top of the show. This is episode 5 of the MWO Fantasy Football League podcast. This has been driving me crazy all week. Before we do anything else on this show, let's... Pull. Steps. Deep one. End zone. Caught. Touchdown. DJ Chark, the over-the-shoulder grab. Okay, but for real, this isn't going to be a, a DJ Shark uh, roster bait episode of the MWO podcast. Uh, this is the downside of me doing these solo pods. Um, you know, I know you guys don't want to hear me wax poetic about my team for 30 minutes, 20 minutes, or even three minutes. So that's not what we're going to do. Uh, pulling you guys' legs. A few people probably already tuned out. Um, I'm going to try, I really got to try and do these once a week. I know, you know, it's just, it's tough. Uh, I record obviously at home. My 18 month old little boy is usually at home, which is not usually conducive for, uh, yelling into this microphone about your guys' shitty fantasy football teams. Uh, but I'm going to try and make an effort to find 15 or 20 minutes. I think I'm going to kind of redesign what they are, and maybe they'll, they'll just become kind of quick hit, like 15-minute like news and notes type podcasts with like a few little things that I notice. And, and I really, you know, I would like to try and make an effort to get some of you guys on. Um, bug me. You know, I know TCU's like, uh, record a podcast. But, like, you know, Sims wants to get on. Just, like, keep on me. Because, you know, I'll, a window will open up and I'll have 45 minutes, you know, on some Thursday evening before the game or something like that. And, and we'll make it happen. But just keep getting at me if you want to come on. Uh, because those shows are the best ones. Those are much better than you guys just listening to me. But apparently you want to also just listen to me. Uh, so let me give you some smooth, silky content for your ears. Uh... I'm going to piss everyone off right away here and do my power rankings. They're my power rankings, so it's kind of my opinion. I try to be pretty objective with it. I look at all your teams. I look at all your players. I look at your records. I look at your points for. And then I try and project out 
where I think things are going to end up at the end of the year. And this is what I got. We'll start at 10. Uh, it's going to be obvious. It's the angry Bulldogs. Are they angry anymore? they got to be angry now. I don't know if they're just the Bulldogs. I think they're the Bulldogs on Slack. They might still be angry on Flea Flicker. Uh, and they're certainly angry in real life. God love you, JD. I hope we can still be friends. I do love you. Um, but you're 0-5, and you've scored what I think might be a league record 157 points a week uh, through five weeks, which is really bad. Um, the Aaron Jones trade is reason for optimism. I gave up Joe Mixon in that. I got a little bit of a draft pick bump. Don't have it right in front of me. Um, because I'm a prepared podcast host. That's why. <laughs> um, JD, you know what? JD's team, though, is not like it's bad, but it's not like really bad. It's just also underperforming. You know, Hopkins, uh, we're going to touch on a little later in the show, um, has been disappointing, obviously, but there's still some talent there, but it's just, it's bad. And when you're 0 and 5, I mean, you're looking at, you know, he's got to not run the table, but come close to it. He's got to go, what, 7 and 1 over the last 8 to have a realistic shot. Uh, so he's in the bottom spot. Number nine, we've got Alex. Uh, that's the next logical place. He's one in four. You know, you only win one game out of five. That's kind of where you're going to end up. I don't dislike his team, to be honest. I think there's a lot of talent there. Uh, Cam injury has hurt him. Melvin Gordon being out has hurt him. We'll see how that timeshare with Austin Eckler works now that he's back. Uh, I like Alex's team, but hey, your record's one and four. I believe you're second last in points four, so that's kind of where you gotta be, my friend. Uh, next up, we got, at eight, we have Aaron, my favorite whipping boy. I don't know why Aaron's my favorite whipping boy. Like, I love Aaron as a dude. Uh, I often don't like his fantasy teams for some reason. He's three and two, but everyone's three and two, so someone's gotta be down here. Um, and right now, I think it's Aaron. Um, you know, you've got the Michael Thomas thing going. DJ just always seems to be underwhelming. Now he's dealing with, what's that, back injury, I think it is. Um, I just, you know, you lose luck, obviously, to start the year. That was terrible luck. Um, but, yeah, someone's got to be down here. He's pretty low in points for, I didn't write the points for down here, but I think he's near the, well, he's definitely in the bottom half. Uh, so he's at eight. Uh, next up, we got TC ha, at four and one. That's right, four and one, and I've got you seventh in the power rankings. Sorry, bro. Uh, the points for is pretty terrible. All the other top six teams have scored more points than you. Uh, I don't like your team. I don't like your team. I'm sorry. We've, we've tried to talk trade on a few players and there's just nothing there. You know, you've got a couple guys, uh, that I consider kind of like, you know, really nice players. Uh, who knows what Juju's going to be now with these quarterback injuries. That's just devastating. Le'Veon Bell is basically like a, a PPR slot receiver, which, you know, will put up points. He's, he's right there with, uh, with Gurley in terms of scoring. I think they're 17, 18 in, uh, running back rankings. So not good, really, you know, enough. Um, and then there's just, there's just a lot of holes. Like the receivers are still nice. You got, uh, Keenan Allen's producing as a top 10 receiver. I think he's six. Uh, Thielen is, you know, he started to heat up. I had him everywhere in DraftKings lineups and, uh, bet on him to score a first touchdown of that game, won a quick 50 bucks. Um, so there's, you know, there's parts there, but I just, I don't like it. I don't think the roster is going to hold up over time. You know, you're, you're out to quick, a quick four wins, so it looks like you'll find a way to sneak into the playoffs maybe, but I think it's going to be close come week 13. We'll see. Uh, I don't know who you have this week. We'll cover that in the next segment, actually. Uh, okay, so next up, I'm going to fly through these because this is taking a a little bit longer than I wanted to, even though we're only six minutes into the podcast. Uh, next up at six, I got Sims. 
So these teams, the next one, two, three, four, five teams are all three and two coming up here. Uh, so we got Sims at three and two. I still believe in the talent. Um, I know obviously the, the Monday night, that was just wow. Oh my God. Uh, you know, Odell struggling because Baker's struggling or you know what? We got to put a little bit of that on Odell. Like, yes, Baker's terrible. And yes, that defensive front was really good for the Niners, but you know, Monday night prime time, like Odell's just got to do like, I remember the first, 10 plays of the game on offense for the Browns. Didn't he run an end around? He threw a pass. Like, they looked like they were, it was going to be an Odell game where, like, you know, he did a little bit of everything and had a, a monster game, and that just didn't happen. Um, but anyway, I still believe in Sims' roster. Uh, I like it. I like the Detroit guys that he's got. I like uh, Carry On and Galloway. Uh, Julio is still there. You know, he's got questions at quarterback. He's got Josh Allen back now from the concussion, which is a good thing. Um, I still think there's enough roster talent, which is why I kind of have him a notch above TC and Aaron. Uh, next up, we got Press. Press at five. Press is probably going to be furious. He's going to say, I'm the number one scoring team in this league. Well, yeah, you are, but you're the most boomer bust, and there's no question about that. The alternating 250 to 150 point weeks has been locked in through five weeks. Uh, up, down, up, down, up last week. It's going to be a down week. We're looking at 160 points this week from Press. Uh, it's just the way it goes. He's got these kind of boom-bust players. Um, let's give him a little bit of credit. Uh, some of them have worked out. Tyler Lockett has been great. Uh, Cooper Cup, who, okay, let's let's just calm down. It's not like everyone was, like, completely doubting Press's entire roster. Like, people didn't like the keepers, specifically Lockett. You know, everyone was wrong about that. And by everyone, I mean just across the board in the NFL. I know... Some fantasy analysts kind of liked him as a you know sleeperish type player, but nobody expected him to be this good. He's been terrific, uh, in part because Russell's been great. But let's give Lockett his credit. Um, C Mac is is obviously just has been a total monster. I'm telling you right now, like I've lived through this with the Todd Gurley thing, and I know C Mac doesn't have the same injury history in terms of the uh, you know ACL injury in college. So you know, not saying that apples to apples in terms of. C-Mac, oh, C-Mac has arthritis in his knee. It's not what I'm saying. I'm talking workload, and it cannot keep going without that imploding. It's just too much. It's great. Ride, like, ride it out. There's no fault of presses. Like, hey, he's, he's got the guy. Thanks, Aaron. Um, so, you know, ride the hot hand. But, man, like, even if I'm press, like, I'm like, hey, let, let's scale it back about 15%. Um, because he's just, he popped up with a Q tag. I don't know what he's dealing with. For the first time, uh, so he's probably limited in practice yesterday slash today. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I just kind of, I kind of rambled there on press. Press is three and two. Got him at five. Um, I don't. It's not that I don't believe in him. I just think uh, roster wise, the rest of these rosters ahead of him are a little bit better. Next up, you got me. Yeah, I don't know. Hate me if you hate me. I don't care. I think my roster is good enough to be fourth in the power rankings right now. Uh, I'm doing this currently without Saquon Barkley and Devontae Adams. Say what you want about Devin Singletary. That guy's averaging 10 yards a touch. Very limited touches. Obviously got hurt in week uh, two or early in week three. Can't remember. Uh, so he's been out. Uh, but listen, I, I like my team. I like what I've got with Watson. Uh, I think when Saquon comes back, he and Gurley are going to give me enough. Freeman's obviously been a bit of a scrub, but hey, put up 18 points the last couple weeks. And I like my receivers. Andy Isabella is my wide receiver too, remember? What was that, like a month and a half ago? Well, not anymore. Uh, I love what I'm going to get from Michael Gallup. 
He's just looking like an absolute monster. He had 14 targets last week. Um, Fuller is obviously going to be up and down. Uh, anyway, whatever. I got myself fourth. That's where I'm, I'm looking at the rosters. Uh, ahead of me, I got Kaylee. Yeah, I just beat him. Uh, but I, I kind of went over rosters with a fine tooth comb before doing this. And I think his roster talent is just like a little bit ahead of mine right now, partially because of the guys that I have out. Um, but Fournette's been great for him. Chubb has been good. Uh, he's going to get Tyreek Hill back, which is going to be, you know, a big boost for him. And he's already playing well and his team's producing well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had a couple down weeks here the last two weeks. I bet on him. I bet on the Chiefs the last two weeks and I'm absolutely done. They're going to turn it around. He's going to start throwing 400 yards a game again, but I am done losing money on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs the last two weeks. Uh, it's been devastating. Uh, so yeah, I like Kaylee's team. Uh, I should have it in front of me here, top to bottom. Who's he got at receiver? Uh, he's running Hilton out there. I just played him this week. I should know. Woods, you know, Woods has been a little underwhelming. Um, but I like the team. I think he's got enough high end roster talent, uh, that he deserves to be third. Uh, next up I got Mox. Mox at number two. Uh, the story of Mox this season is obviously the quarterbacks. Uh, Wilson, Lamar Jackson came out of the gates just completely on fire. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers has been underwhelming for what we expect from Aaron Rodgers. But, hey, if Aaron Rodgers is your third best quarterback, you're doing all right. Um, so he's going to kind of live and die with those guys. Uh, Mike Evans, you don't know what you're going to get week to week. Um, he's gambling on, I'm talking myself out of him being at number two right now. <laughs> I think he's going to beat me this week. We're going to talk about that in the next segment that's coming up. And it's not just, Hey, who, who does Tim think is going to win the matchups? I thought of a kind of cool little interesting twist that we can do for looking at matchups, uh, which will come up momentarily. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Mox at this point deserves to be up here. He scored a ton of points. Uh, Mark Andrews has been great for him. Other people that I'm forgetting. <laughs> Diggs has struggled. Uh, he's relying on Joe Mixon now, which is a little concerning. Um, but, hey, yeah, Aaron Jones would look nice on that roster. And then at the top of the rankings, you know, call me a, a dick rider if you want. But Ian's the best team in this league still. Um, there's no holes. The, the quarterbacks are there. The running backs are there. The wide receivers are certainly there. And he's got two good tight ends in Kittle and uh, Will Disley. Um, Ian's weakness the last couple of years, because he's been so heavy at running back and then kind of investing in quarterback, has been wide receiver. And this is two straight years that he's invested in that position, and it's just worked out in, like, total spades. Uh, Chris Godwin, ninth overall, is the number two receiver in our league right now. I think he only trails Michael Thomas. Uh, who's the other monster that he has right now? Oh, Amari Cooper. So, yeah, he traded Dalvin Cook who's like the number two or three running back, I believe, uh, for the number four wide receiver overall. So that's worked out great. Um, he's got Larry Fitzgerald in his starting lineup I saw this week. He's got one other receiver that I'm forgetting. Cooper. No, you know what? Maybe that's it. It's really just Cooper and Godwin. Um, but they've been so good. You know, you got two top five guys production-wise. He's just living off them. Um yeah, and then you throw Kamara and Zeke and what he's got at quarterback with Stafford, Brady, and Winston. It's just it's just across the board. Like, it's just too deep. I think he's a point behind what press is in, um, in points four, but it's just drastically different if you look at it on a graph. You, you've got press with his three really big weeks, two really big weeks, and, and one really good one, and then two abysmal weeks. Well, Ian just has, like, five, like, very, very good weeks. Like, he's averaging over 220, 
his low mark is 198, call it 200. The guy basically scores 200 points every week. So if you're going to win, you might as well score 200 or catch him on a terrible week, which will happen to everyone once or twice a year. Anyway, those are the power rankings. Take them or leave them. Uh, next up, so this is my new little twist on matchups. Uh, somewhat inspired by my newfound gambling addiction and also inspired by the Bill Simmons podcast, Guess the Lines. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys the lines for our matchups. So this is what I did. Uh, we're going to have a point spread for all of our matchups. And what I kind of came up with is a little 3x multiplier. Uh, so I wanted these lines to kind of sound like football lines, but obviously our scoring is significantly higher than the average football game. Uh, so what I came up with was a 3x multiplier. Uh, so what that means is if I think, say if I have you favored by 7 points in your matchup, in reality I kind of think that's 21 fantasy points in our scoring. Everyone follow along? Pretty simple. All right, let's dive right into it. Okay, so the first matchup, on the top of the list here is myself versus the Land Sharks. In this game, I have. Do you, want, do you guys want to take a minute to try and guess these lines? Let's play guess the lines, okay? You guys can pause the podcast here, or I'll give you five seconds to kind of think of a line. So remember, if you think you basically divide it by three, if you, if you think Mox is going to beat me by nine, divide it by three, and I'll have I'll have the line at three. If you think he's going to beat me by thirty, divide it by three. You think the line's about ten. All right, cool. All right, so I've got Mox favored in this matchup by minus 6.5 points. So I've got Mox uh, giving 6.5 points to me. Uh, I've got him ahead of me in the power rankings. You know, I think he's just a little bit better than me right now. Uh, could I beat him? Yeah, it's you know, it's not a huge line, uh, but I think he deserves to be about a, about a touchdown favorite over me. Uh, next up, we've got Mount McKinley versus the Press Squad. What do you guys think? Place your bets. Place your bets. All right. Yeah, I'm not totally disrespecting the press squad this week. I've got them favored by four. Uh, so that's almost in that Vegas zone, kind of between, you know, four and five and a half. Um, I think press just has a better roster. I, I did call him kind of having a down week because that's what the trend has for, for him has been. Um, but I can't, I can't not favor him in this matchup. So I've got him by, by four points, which in our league is about 12. So I think we'll have a close matchup this week. Uh, but I think Press's talent should win out. Uh, next up, we've got the Vikes versus the Madden Men. Take a minute. Take a minute. All right. I've got the Madden Men favored by 13 in this. So that's a 40, no, 39. Yeah, 39 point favorite in fantasy points. Look, like, I just went over it with Ian's team. They're just too good. And TC's team just hasn't been scoring to the level that He's needed to. You know, he had an okay week this week against Sims, put up 180-something. Uh, but you can't do that against Ian. you just you got to beat him. In. And I, I've got Ian in for, you know, close to 220 again. And if, if TC lands around 180, which is what he's kind of averaging, that's the that's the 39-point spread, minus 13 in the real lines. Uh, okay, next up, we got Kaylee versus Sims. Ooh, this is a close one. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Do we got Sims favored? Do we got Kaylee favored? Well, in true Vegas line fashion, uh, I'm going to give Kaylee the minus three here. So I'm going to make him the favorite, but only by field goal. Uh, I think this could be a close matchup, could be the matchup of the week. Kind of depends on which version of Sims' team obviously shows up. He needs his big guys to be big. I think this might be a Julio week. 
He's had two down weeks in a row. Uh, I could really see a 35-40 point week. Kaylee doesn't want to hear that after what he went through last week with Will Fuller and DJ Shark dropping, you know, 100 on him. Uh, he, he doesn't need that. He needs a little schedule luck here. Uh, but I've got him favored by by three. Uh, last matchup. <laughs> we got JD versus Alex. <laughs> this is make or break for someone's season right here. Whoever wins this, JD's right back in it if he wins it. Uh, if Alex wins it, he's pulling up to like the two win mark at two and four and, and pretty much eliminating JD. Uh, what do you guys think? Who do I got? Who do I got? Okay, I really, like, I looked at their teams closely, and I really wanted to favor JD, but you just can't. You can't. Like, I, I'm the bookmaker right here. I'm Vegas, so I, I had to go uh, minus two and a half points for Alex as the favorite. Uh, JD's a winless team. I, I like some of his talent there. Uh, you know, I think perception, my perception might be a little kind of softened on him because of how good Aaron Jones looked last week. Uh, Minshew's obviously been pretty good for him. That trade has worked out. Uh, and you gotta think Hopkins is gonna bounce back, but, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't favor him. So I gave Alex the edge here just because of overall roster talent at, uh, minus two and a half. There you go. What do you guys think of that? Let me know if you like that way of kind of breaking down the games. I thought it was kind of a neat little twist rather than me just trying to determine, like, who I thought want, would win. And, I don't know. Something a little something something for you guys. All right, where are we at? Oh, 20 minutes. So I'm going a little longer. We'll work on these. I'll try and get these down to like 15. Not that if it is 20 or 25, it's not like you guys are going to care, but just for my availability, I want to try and squeeze them in. Uh, but for today, let's keep rolling. Um, some news and notes. Important date is coming up. We have the trade deadline. The first trade deadline for our league is kickoff of week seven. So essentially, we have the first six weeks to trade. Uh, and then the moment that ball is kicked off on week seven, uh, that's the trade deadline for us. Now, if you remember the caveat to this, uh, it means that from that point forward, you may only trade with people in the same playoff position as you. So TC being four and one at the top of the league standings right now will not be able to trade and suck JD in for, you know, any deals that, you know, we all just shake our heads at. Um, after next Thursday at kickoff. Uh, TC will be able to trade with me or Ian, uh, and we will quickly reject those deals because they are not nearly enough value to accept. Uh, so that's how that works for the, for the following four weeks after that, from week uh, 7 kickoff Thursday to week 11 kickoff for Thursday night game. I believe it's the final deadline. Uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So, again... Reminder, <laughs> next Thursday night's kickoff is the first trade deadline. So if you want to trade with any of the other nine teams and have the freedom to do so, uh, you should try and get those deals done between now and then. Uh, all right. So what do we got here? I wanted to kind of talk about the, the top ten wide receivers in our league uh, because the list is just so different than what we would have thought going in what most people would have thought going in. I, I grabbed the, um, I grabbed the names that stood out. Uh, I think Mike Thomas was number one. So like I left and like Julio's 10 and I think Allen was five. I left all those guys out because we kind of expected all three of those players to be top 10 wide receivers. Uh, but the rest of the guys there, some of them are good. And some of them are guys that like I personally really liked and could have seen as potential top tens, but 
nobody in their wildest imaginations would have thought that five weeks in they would have been doing what they're doing. So I thought we would highlight that because it's really cool. Uh, number two, Chris Godwin. That's crazy. He was a, a draftable player. Uh, I could have kept him. I let him go. Uh, that's looking like it was a mistake. Uh, Ian took him, I believe it was ninth overall or, ten- yeah, because JD was 10. So he took him at ninth overall in the draft. So everyone missed on Godwin, including myself. Uh, next up, we got Cooper Cup has just been a target monster, a yard monster. Uh, he's never had an issue getting in the, the end zone. He did that very well last year up until his injury. Uh, he's the number three wide receiver in fantasy football. Number four, Amari Cooper. We talked about him a bit earlier. Uh, he's just been outstanding. He's Dak's number one guy until he realizes that Gallup's more talented and then Gallup will, will eventually take over. Uh, but through the first five weeks, it's been Cooper. Uh, lots of targets, lots of yards. He had a monster game a couple weeks ago. Number four overall. Uh, number six, this guy's been talked about a lot uh, in our league and publicly, DJ Chark. Uh, the guy's just been unreal. He's hauling in touchdowns. He's a big play guy, 6'4", big frame, long arms, can run. You know, I obviously love him. That, that was kind of found money. I uh, spent $4 on him on the waiver wire. Um, so, yeah, he's been great. Uh, next up, number seven, Tyler Boyd. Uh, you know, unreal. Top 10 wide receiver. Got him in the, Mox got him in the third round. Um, so again, everyone kind of whiffed on that a bit. Um, personally, a guy that I again liked, someone that I had last year, uh, would have targeted it if it had worked out in the draft, but Mox, uh, Mox nailed that pick. He's been a monster. Who knows how that's going to work out with AJ Green coming back soon, it looks like, uh, and John Ross eventually. I don't know. I think Boyd, you know, press isn't going to want to hear this, but the, the AJ Green thing might be really coming to an end here. Um, that Cincinnati offensive line is so bad. It's just, it's so bad. But, uh, anyway, this is about Boyd. Boyd has, uh, put up production. So he's at number seven. Uh, then at eight, we've got Tyler Lockett. Again, talked about him earlier. Uh, the, the toe tap touchdown in the end zone against the Rams last Thursday night was just unbelievable, right? Catch of the year. Uh, the guy's just been uber talented. Um, uh, guy I really liked coming out of Kansas State. I think I drafted him as a rookie. Uh, saw the potential, gave up on him. Like I, I would have told you six months ago, eight months ago, even after his kind of high, high, um, not high volume, high uh, production per target, like last year, like he put up so many touchdowns and, and a bunch of yards without too many targets. Uh, I, I didn't really believe in it, uh, but he's, he's coming through in a big way. He's, he's clearly the number one there and he's a top 10 wide receiver. <laughs> number nine. I'm sorry. I got to talk about this. But he went from like 60 to 9 in one week. It's Will Fuller. It's my guy. Um, just ridiculous, right? Like 14 catches, 200 and some odd yards, three touchdowns. Um, that's, it's just crazy. Like he, he didn't have more than 10 points in any other game this year. I can't quite figure out why. Like I don't know why this is his pattern. You know, nothing, nothing, giant week, nothing, giant week injury, right? Like, that's how it goes for Will Fuller. Uh, I don't know why they can't just throw to him eight to nine times a game and have him average like 80 to 90 yards and a touchdown every second week and just be like a normal wide receiver. He's feast or famine. Uh, and boy, did he feast last week. I'm not mad about that at all. Uh, next up, a couple other news items, uh, just things waiver wire related, injury related that I, I noticed and made a note of. Um, news this week about Hunter Henry being close. 
Uh, Sims has him stashed on his IR spot, uh, so that could be some help for his roster, getting him back. Um, you know, guy seems just cursed, right? It seems like every year for the last couple of years we've been talking about Hunter Henry uh, having his breakout, and it hasn't really happened yet because of injury. Um, maybe the guy stays healthy for the remainder of the year. Uh, could be a highly productive tight end. Uh, the receivers outside of uh, Keenan Allen aren't really doing anything there, <laughs> minus Austin Eckler and his 15 catches last week. It's just absurd. Uh, but anyway, Sims gets Hunter Henry back soon. Maybe not this week, probably next week. Uh, Chris Herndon, another tight end that's coming back for the Jets. Moss picked him up a few weeks ago. Um, he was highly productive uh, towards the end of last year. Uh, you've got to think Sam Darnold, who will play this week against the Cowboys at home. Uh, you got to think that Darnold is going to want to rely on him because they just don't have options there. I mean, Robbie Anderson's... You know, he's, he's been up and down over his career. You know, Ian's had him a few times when he's been uh, pretty consistent and kind of a big play guy. Uh, Crowder flashes these PPR um, big games every once in a while, but again, highly unreliable. So you got to think Herndon's going to have a role in that offense and, and be productive. Um, the disappointments this year, you know, a few obvious guys just to highlight quickly. Uh, the kind of consensus top two wide receivers going into the league this year were DeAndre Hawkins and Devontae Adams. And both of them have, you can't call them busts. Like, Press called Adams a bust, and then he went off for like 40. That was funny. They're not busts, but, you know, you expect them to be top five wide receivers, and they haven't been. Uh, I think Adams is in the 30s now after missing last week. Uh, I don't know where Hawkins is. Let me pull it up quickly here. I'm going to guess that he's... Uh, low teens or early 20s, something like that. Regardless, the point is uh, they've been disappointments. You know, you expect those guys to just be absolute monsters. Yep, 18 for Hawkins, uh, and they have not been. Uh, so we'll see if Adams comes back from the turf toe, and we'll see if Hawkins can salvage his year. you got to think with the way Deshaun Watson looks right now that he's going to want to get him going, especially after the week Fuller had last week. I uh, could totally see it being a Hopkins week this week. Unless you want to trade him to me, JD, and in which case I'm, I'm always open to talking about it. Uh, and then we'll again just quickly touch on Baker Mayfield. Holy mackerel. Man, are those Scooby-Doo memes hilarious. <laughs> I had a good chuckle over that this morning. Um, but did you know that uh, if I had to ask you guys who had more fantasy points this year, Baker made up. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Bernie Madoff. Baker Mayfield or Mason Rudolph. If you answered Mason Rudolph, you would be correct. That is astoundingly pathetic. I can't, like, I like Baker Mayfield. I'm not personally someone that, you know, it sounds like I'm kicking dirt on the guy. He's just, you know, just laughing about it because he's been struggling so bad. I don't think that he's this bad. I I really think it's Freddie Soup Kitchens that has just been an absolute disaster of a head coach. Uh, I don't know if he's calling plays there. Do they have an O.C.? So maybe some of it falls in the OC if he has someone else calling the plays. I gotta think it's him. It's his offense. Um, just abysmal. Like there's no reason. That team has too much talent. You have Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, and Jarvis Landry as your top three playmakers around you. And the talent that Baker Mayfield has, don't, I don't, I don't even want to hear it. The guy's talented. Like don't give me that, that crap about him sucking. Cause he doesn't suck. He just doesn't. I've seen him enough in college and last year and even this year. I mean, granted, he's looked, He's looked bad at times this year. But I, I still believe in the talent. Uh, so I don't know if Carlos Hyde and Corey Davis is going to get it done, TC. I'm not sure. You might need to sweeten that, but a little, little 11th rounder. 
little sprinkle, a little lemon browner on there. No, I don't think you're going to pry them away. I don't think Sims will give up on them. Um, anyway, that's all I got. Uh, let's wrap this up so it's not over a half an hour. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the MWO Fantasy Football Podcast. If you want to be on the podcast, bother me. Message me. DM me on Instagram. Slide on in. We'll make it happen. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Give me your thoughts in the uh, Slack general channel. Enjoy your day and week. Good luck. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. (laughs) Woke up feeling dangerous. Woke up feeling dangerous. Okay. Woke up feeling dangerous. Woke up feeling dangerous. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. You were compelled to watch. Welcome, feeling dangerous. Do not confuse with dangerous. Welcome, feeling real dangerous. Rodney Dangerfield. Welcome, feeling real dangerous. Welcome, feeling 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 dangerous. Okay. So on a scale, how much does Baker Mayfield suck? He really sucks. Seriously, he really 